0: We all know that eating healthy is truly what's best for us, but we make endless excuses and it's robbing our marriages. Today's guest, Suze Adhikari, health and wellness coach, takes the typical excuses that sabotage us and gives us a fresh perspective to help us make healthy and everyday practice together. The Legendary Marriage Podcast begins now. If you're feeling more like
1: roommates than soulmates, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast.
0: All right, welcome to the show. This is Danielle and Justin, and we are so glad that you're joining us today.
1: Yeah, we believe every couple wants to have a legendary marriage, but the trials and challenges of life pull us in different directions.
0: So we talk with incredible experts and amazing couples who share their stories and their wisdom about building a life together.
1: And at the end of every show, we give you a conversation starter so you can play along at home and build more intimacy and connection in your marriage by having the conversations that matter.
0: All right, this is episode 77. And on today's show, Suze Atacari shares her story about going through a health scare in college that led her to contemplate being paralyzed for life. As her health was declining, Suze was left with more questions than answers. So she set out on her own journey, filling her life with practices that changed her forever. So babe, what's your best excuse for not living healthy?
1: dang (laughs) (laughs) I've got a lot so it's really hard to narrow it down but I feel like for me I'm such a social being that I don't want to miss out on a happy hour I don't want to miss out on a bowl of queso with a good friend
0: you got the FOMO going
1: I know I don't want to miss out on a good um, tea and bagel with cream cheese with you know my girls or whatever Tea
0: and bagel with cream cheese that's an oddly specific example (laughs)
1: I was thinking about Panera. Okay. <laughs> you know how you get a place stuck in your head that you're like, I haven't gone there in a long time, and I really want to go have a bagel with cream cheese. <laughs> it's probably because I've been the going. cinnamon to- <laughs>
0: crunch bagel with the special cream cheese. Yes, we oh, all wow. know about the cinnamon crunch bagel. A thousand calorie bagel.
1: Okay, so seriously, what's your <laughs> best excuse for not living healthy?
0: Uh, I, I think it's the FOMO thing. It's uh, like I have a sugar addiction. Mm. Like like I use sugar to medicate stress, anxiety, fear, whatever else. Um but I I think it you nailed it. It's it's the fear of missing out, the FOMO. Like I I want to be social, I want to connect and if like if I'm out w- at lunch with a bunch of people, I just want to order something. I don't want to have to think about it and be the special needs person and be like, I need the salad but with the dressing on the side and no onions, no cheese, no calamari, no blah, blah, blah. You know just those
1: calamari salads yeah. that everybody has. Yeah. I don't think you have to really have a fear of missing out on that because I don't even think it exists. But, um... <laughs> Well, but seriously, as far as
0: it's, I don't even know where I came up with calamari. I
1: have no idea either. Please don't <laughs> say you're you're jonesing for calamari. No,
0: no, not um, really. So it's as, just fried rubber bands,
1: yeah. so as far as the health of our marriage, how do you think healthiness, you know, could detract from the health of our marriage if oh. we're, if our health is in the tank?
0: I, I mean, there are a couple things come right to mind uh, on the on the Trained a to funky town kind of perspective, a sure. sexy perspective. You know, when you're eating crap and you just feel bleh and like, you're too gassy, gassy, bloated. You're like,
1: don't even go near tired. there because I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I you want to? No, no thanks. No thanks. Um, but then I think there's also just about it, right? Like that shame of like, oh, yeah, I knew I shouldn't have eaten that.
1: Mm hmm. I don't know, have so much the guilt about it is the just the after effects of it. Like I just went to a party and I ate a giant piece of cake.
0: Yes. Kids birthday parties. I'm telling you, it's a trap.
1: They're just trying to take the energy out of you.
0: They're 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 trying to get you. <laughs> it's
1: a conspiracy theory. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, today on the show, we've got Suze Adakari and she is going to debunk all of those excuses that we have. The FOMO, the the it takes too much time. Why the, am all I all a little
0: intimidated here? Like I feel like when you take away all the excuses, you kind of actually have to do something different.
1: Yeah, it's true. So let's go ahead and join our conversation with Suze Adakari. We are joined on the podcast today by Suze Atacari. She is the founder of FitBodyAndHealthBalance.com, and she has an amazing story about how she empowers women to really care for themselves and for their bodies. Suze, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for
2: having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, so Suze, how did you get into fitness coaching for women? Well for me it started with my own story when I was back in college sitting on my desk doing assignments that and all of a sudden my fingers started feeling numb and then I had like tingly sensation going from right side of my body to my left and this was when I was 20 years old I thought I had the whole world like ahead of me and I was doing biomedical engineering I thought I had a whole career ahead and everything and I started feeling really weird tingly sensation that would move from like left to right and sometimes it would stop but then it would come back all over again so I had no idea what exactly was happening and I tested out for a couple days because I thought well I've been eating a lot of junk food ever since I got out of the house because I wasn't cooking and you know college cafeteria and your mom is not there to make food for you anymore so you're like let's eat whatever that I can and go out party things like that so I figured maybe it's unhealthy processed food or if i were to give up for a couple of days it would go away but it just progressively started getting worse and worse so i ended up going to the doctor because half of my body used to feel like it was kind of paralyzed so I ended what did up, you think
1: was happening to you
2: i had no idea i honestly thought i was like oh my god am i gonna die <laughs> like that was my first thought when like i started feeling the whole pain and it was just the phase of, what is this? Am I going to be living with this for the rest of my life? So I ended up going to the doctor. They did all types of tests, so blood, urine, x-ray too, and everything. And they told me that, well, everything seems normal. Your like cholesterol level to your heart beating to everything and your urine and everything looks normal and we're doing all types of checkup, but we don't know what exactly is going on. And then they were just like, maybe it's the stress that you have put on, on yourself when you were in college and things like that. And that was it. So I was left to go home to figure this all out on my own.
1: Wow. That has, that has got to have you feeling super frustrated and defeated to think what is this just some made up thing or how did you feel at that point when they just sent you home and you're half paralyzed?
2: Exactly, because they were just like, because I told them, I was like, half of my body feels numb. And then it's not like it stays in one side, but it moves on the other side too. And I'm not making this up. Who wants, who in the world wants to feel sick? Nobody right. does, right? Right. So I was telling the doctor and he was just like, well, it's just probably in your head. This is exactly what he told me. I'm never going to forget. And I'm like, no, it's not in my head. I feel it.
1: So where did you go from there?
2: I went I went home. I cried for days. Not gonna lie to you because it was hard and it was just like, "Well, is this my life for rest of mm-hmm. rest of the lifetime that I have? Am I gonna feel this pain?" But then I guess doing biomedical engineering and being into health and in terms of like human bodies in general, because that's what we were studying back then. So I started doing research on my own. So I started reading scientific journal and they actually made sense, though some of them are like super complex when you just start out in the beginning. But after that, I started incorporating more raw and healthy food in my body because I had nothing to lose and everything to gain. So I figured, why not give it a shot? Like I have been eating all these processed and unhealthy food. Maybe that's the reason why. And the worst that will happen is I'm still going to feel the pain. What do I have to lose? So I started incorporating healthy food. And from then on, I started walking more often because at that point, I was nowhere near to going for running or exercising or lifting weight. Like I could not have done it. So I started adding walking and taking care of myself in a day-to-day basis, and it took several months, but it's finally slowly started going away, and I was able to completely reverse my condition, so from then on, I have fell in love with health and wellness.
1: Wow. Oh my gosh. What a story. I'm wondering like, what did you kind of pin it down to? Do you think it was the toxins or preservatives or do you have an idea of what specifically had you having
2: that tingly feeling? I think for me personally is that when because we come from a background of my parents and I, we moved to U.S. So I was born back in Nepal. So in my house, we were never introduced to eating processed and outside food. So, like, I was always taught to eat food that was made at home. My mom would cook every single day. And from that environment to going to college and having all the freedom in the world to eating all the processed food and all, like, junk food, pizza, and alcohol, so everything must have added up. And I have now pinpointed out that, like, It's also because of gluten for me as well, because when I do eat a lot of breads and pasta and things like that, I feel it again. I feel a little bit here and there again, and I know when I need to stop, so it definitely has to do with everything added together.
1: Yeah. I know, like, for myself, I don't have, like, that kind of a drastic reaction to junky food, probably because I've been eating it since (laughs) I was like... (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, when you kind of just have those days where, you know, you feel like you're just not quite on top of your game and you're like, yeah, I have been eating crap, but it's so hard to like make that decision to change. I know that you talk about people have some kind of like roadblocks or excuses that they kind of come up with that stops them from really eating those healthy or raw kind of foods and like making that their day-to-day food that they eat. What kind of excuses do you hear in your um, nutrition coaching?
2: Oh, I hear a lot of excuses for sure. And it's not necessarily because they think that those are excuses, but it's something that they honestly believe within themselves. But the top ones that I hear the most from my clients are, I don't have enough time. I get that a lot. I don't have enough time to make healthy meals. And another biggest one that I hear is that healthy meals don't taste good. I hear this every single day. I'm not going to lie to you. Every single day in my group or my one-on-one clients or group clients, they always talk about how healthy meals don't taste good. And the other one that I hear is that their family members don't support them in their healthy lifestyle. So it's difficult for them to continue. Those are like the top three excuses that I always hear.
1: So, I mean, the just the first one, the not having enough time kind of thing. And you spoke to it when you went to college. It's like you are, you know, nosing your books and everything. And somebody shoves something in front of you, you eat it, or you grab a bag of something at McDonald's or whatever it is. And it is super fast. So I feel like it's not even an excuse. Like it is, it takes more time to make food,
2: doesn't it? I mean, it sure does take more time to make food, but how we have to look at it is is that, yeah, we may not have time right now, but if we end up getting sick, we're going to have to make time to take care of ourselves back then. So it's not just about having time, but it's about making it a priority. So most of the time when people say that I don't have time, if you substitute that with it's not a priority to me, that's why I don't make time to make these food, then you will instantly change your thought process because it, if it's a priority to you, you're gonna, we all have 24 hours in the day. So you're gonna make time to make healthy meals. And with that being said, if you don't have time to cook every single day, you can always meal prep. That doesn't take too long. That's a good point. What do you, what do, you do when you meal prep? I normally, for me, and I completely understand that a lot of people say that I don't want to eat same food over and over again. And I don't want to eat stale food over and over again. And I completely get that because I don't either. So for me, uh, when I meal prep, I do it either on I do it twice a week, so on Sundays and Wednesdays. So that way I'm not eating the same food over and over again. And if I don't have enough time, let's say, to meal prep for the whole three days from breakfast, lunch to dinner, then I at least prep my lunch. Because when we're out and about going to work and we're so focused and bogged down on getting things done, we're going to end up grabbing anything that's in front of us to eat because we don't have time to make healthier choices when you don't have enough time.
1: That's so true. You know what? I have not heard a lot of people say that. I've heard a lot of people focus on dinner you know, because you're coming home and same kind of a thing, but I like what you're saying about lunch because yeah, when you're out and about, there's not always a good, good choice to make. And the whole time thing, I love what you're saying about, you're going to spend the time somewhere, exactly. <laughs> whether, it's, whether it's in the doctor's office, because you're getting multiple tests done or, you know, you're going to get extra massages because you feel like crap, or, you know, you're not sleeping at night, or whatever it is, the time thing is
2: going to catch up with you,
1: whether or not. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and then with that being said, it's not just about the time, but when you're sick, and you're at the hospital doing all type of checkup, now it's financial emotional and mental aspect added along with the time
1: that's so true too and that can really take it out of you I feel like the it's across the board it's not just a health thing like it's going to affect your career it's going to affect your relationships and everything too and you really you really make a point to encourage women to just care for themselves with your clients, what do you find? How are they noticing? Like, uh, I'm not caring for myself. Like, what does it look like when these women are just so not caring for themselves?
2: Yeah, so for my clients, I'll give you an example of one of my clients that I actually work with her one-on-one. And for her, she's so focused on making her career goals. And then she's, so, she's very family-oriented. So she takes care of everyone in her family and makes sure that everybody gets what they need. And then she's very loving and supportive that she ends up taking a back seat and then ends up taking care of other people and other priorities that's going on in front of her than taking care of herself. So in that sense, when they forget to take care of themselves, it's like, you're pouring from an empty cup or half full cup it's bound to be empty at some point if you don't refill it and I always remind them that if you don't take care of yourself then you're not giving your 100% to maybe your work if that's your priority or your family members or your kids or your grandparents or anybody your loved ones that you truly care about if you're not taking care of yourself and being your 100% then you can't be 100% with them. And that being said that if you have family, kids, then you you wanna lead by an example, right? You want them to take care of themselves and you want them to feel good inside out about themselves and for you to teach them that you gotta do that for yourself too.
0: We'll get back to our conversation with Sue Atacari in just a moment, but first, a message we don't want you to miss.
1: Community is so essential to our marriages, not only community with other couples, but men with their men folk and women with their women folk. Um, and couples really come together why? To support, encourage, and call one another forth. We just learn so much from each other. So join our community on Facebook where we're always talking about the topics from the podcast and so much more. So join our tribe of couples who refuse to settle for an ordinary marriage. You can find us at legendarymarriage.com slash community.
0: And now back to the rest of our conversation with Suze Adhikari.
2: The second one is that healthy meals don't taste good. And it's a really big one. And I'm sure at some point or some aspect, you may agree as well. And I f- used to feel that way as well, but not anymore. And that's because, like, we feel like healthy, meaning chicken breast and broccoli every mm, single day. Yes.
1: I totally agree. (laughs) That's like, that's like the no brainer. Like if you're like, okay, I have to eat healthy and I'm not thinking and I'm tired. What do I make? Okay. Chicken and broccoli.
2: Exactly. And then it's something that's simple and we feel like, well, that's the healthiest option. So I'm going to have to eat that every single day. And you get super overwhelmed because you feel as though you can't have all the other food that you like in your life. But that's not the case because healthy meals, they don't have to taste bad. And healthy doesn't necessarily mean chicken breast and rice all day, every day. You can eat whatever that you prefer for how about you just start substituting healthy ingredients this Mm -hmm. is what i definitely all the time in my group with my clients this is what i teach them so for example one of my client is super big in granola bars she loves her granola bars and she thinks it's a great way to snack when she's out and about but obviously they have so much added sugar and like Gluten too, so it's not necessarily because it's processed, so it's not necessarily as healthy, right? So I taught her how to make them at home. So when you do that, at the same time, it's healthier version than what you can get in the store, and you don't have to give up what you like, and you find a balance when you eat them as well. So it's it's all about that. So I think that's what you can do. So especially with like anything that you make at home for dinner or for breakfast, lunch, you can just swap healthier ingredients.
1: I find too that once I start eating healthy, that like your your taste buds kind of change. They do. And it's like the healthy things, like they taste more pure and like They just taste better. And then when you eat processed stuff, you're like, "Uh, that doesn't even taste as good as I thought it tasted.
2: Exactly. Because you can actually taste the artificial sugar and artificial product that they add in there. So this, this is why it's the best way to start eating healthy is that you start substituting ingredients so that way your taste buds are changing. And eventually you get to the point where your broccoli are going to taste good to you as well.
1: Yeah. Okay. So what are some of your favorite tricks or spices or, you know, things to like really add some punch or flavor to it instead of maybe like a bunch of cheese or, you know, something like that. What are your favorite go-to's?
2: I use lots of seasoning on my food because they are really good for you and they add spices into your food as well. So my favorite one that I usually put is cumin and coriander powder, especially when I'm making chicken or anything salty. And I use Himalayan salt or sea salt. So the way I'm getting, I'm getting like tasty food, but at the same time, not so processed salt and not so added iodines a lot either. And with that being said, like you can make some sauce at home as well. For example, if you like salad, but you like it because you have to add ranch dressing. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And what you can definitely do is how about you add some Greek yogurt and some basil on top, a little bit of salt, a little bit of water and mix it really well. And if you like a little vinegary or a little lemony, then you squeeze lemon on it and that's your dressing right there. So you can always do that.
1: I love that. I love that. Those are some good swaps. Okay. So lastly, you're saying people are not supported at home. And I know I have a friend, she is always on a health kick. She is, she's a great cook. She's a great baker, but her family is always wanting her to cook extra meals for them, like just special meals just for them. And they will want an extra like oh just cook me steaks and you know baked potato and all that kind of stuff and so she gets defeated because her family wants her to prepare extra meals for them and um so what do you say to those kind of people
2: (laughs) Yeah, when you have that situation, it really gets tough because you're trying to make everyone else happy as along with making yourself happy. And it's a difficult situation for sure. So I think in that situation, I think the biggest biggest thing is that we have to tell them why it's so important to us, like to be healthy. Because a lot of time, what I see my clients do is that they start on a healthy journey, and they start eating healthy meals and everything, and they want their whole family to come along with it. And the problem is that what they believe, so for example, what my client believes and why she's getting started may not be the reason to why her family should get started, right? So it's something you have to honestly tell them why it's so important to you and how much it would mean if they were to support her. And with that being said, you can always it's not just about let's eat healthy meals all day, every day. How about find a balance and find a mid-ground with your family and with your healthy journey as well? So what I personally do is, because I do intermittent fasting, so nobody at my house does it beside me. And on every maybe two, three weeks or once a month, my sister loves going to eat brunch. So I go with her and I eat. And I eat with all my heart out, but then I follow, (laughs) yeah, I honestly do. More eggs! Yes, but then I follow my routine until that day hits. So that's just an example. So for example, for her, what she could do is, okay, on Sunday for dinner or on Saturday for dinner, we're all going to eat what we like to eat. So that's going to be our treat meal day, not cheat meal, because we're not cheating ourselves, but rather a treat meal day, where everybody gets to eat what they like. And you guys can help me prepare these meals that you prefer. And we all have dinner as family or lunch as family. And then on the other day, you support me. And you also know that the meals that I make, they're not as not bad tasting so it, yeah. so the way there's something to look forward
1: to I like that I like that approach because it doesn't feel quite so restrictive like it's not an all or nothing type of attitude it's like our main deal is that we're going to eat healthy but it's not like forever and ever amen it can be one day here and one day there and birthday parties and you know that kind of thing there is room for life
2: (laughs) exactly because this is a lifestyle sift not a temporary fix so obviously you want to make sure yeah you're being healthy but at the same time you're living too Yeah. So enjoy, have meals that you like, have meals with your family, make it for them, but in like once a week type of thing. So that way you're treating yourself or putting in all the hard work, eating healthy meals as well. You're enjoying time with your family. They don't feel neglected either. And everything works out together.
1: Now I'm just wondering, so your health situation It's totally turned around, right? You don't have any more of that paralysis or anything like that. Do do any of your clients come to you with weird um, symptoms like that and they're not quite sure what's going on? And, you know, have,
2: have any of your clients had similar situations as you? I do have had clients who have been like a borderline pre diabetes, but not necessarily the condition that I had, though.
1: Yeah. And I'm just wondering, so if people in the middle of their life, whether they're in college or, you know, they're just starting families or, you know, they're young professionals and they just continue to just go neglect their health and not care for themselves, you know, what does the future look like for those people who just continue down that road?
2: Uh, It's going to catch up to them. It's going to catch up to them fast for sure, just like it caught up to me. So it's just that if you're not taking care of your health and if you're not taking care of yourself or your well-being, no matter the amount of money that you make or the career that you have, it's not going to be fulfilling because if you're not 100%, then you can't give 100% in your career, right? So Mm -hmm. I don't know the exact quote that the Dalai Lama said, but he said that the interesting thing about men is they neglect their health to make wealth. And once they make that wealth, they use that wealth to get their health back. So, <laughs> so it's the whole cycle. So if you're not taking care of yourself, then it's not necessarily, it's going to sow in your career. It's going to sow in your family. It's going to sow in your like, longevity overall and you're just not going to be able to perform and not only that you it's going to show on your confident and self-esteem level as well when you go to work and trying to present yourself in a sense in a manner where I can do this, I can take care of this, and I can get in a higher position in the career or in any goals that you have that if you don't have confidence in yourself, then that, it's going to show in that area too. And when you are like taking care of yourself and being healthy and eating good meals, you get good energy. And you, if you feel good about yourself inside, you're going to feel good about yourself on the outside as well.
1: I love that. And what a great note to end on. So Suze, um, how can our listeners um, find you online and social media and all that?
2: Yeah, so I have a Facebook group where I help females lose weight and maintain it and where I help them actually let's just say literally fall in love with themselves as well because it's about loving yourself. So you can find me and join me at the balancer or I'm in uh, Instagram as well. You can find me there at stay fit with Suze. All right, Suze. So thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun.
0: All right. So Suze makes a great point. If you're not in your best health, you are robbing your spouse and your family. So, Danielle, where are you robbing us?
1: (laughs) Okay, so for me, this is kind of a a weird situation. But when I have to do work, you know, obviously, I'm an entrepreneur. So I work at home, and I'm also a stay-at-home mom. When I am not focused... And able to like laser focus tasks when I'm like all over the place and my mind is wandering and I have to repeatedly think about what I'm doing or get up a million times to get Cheetos out of the pantry. I'm not able (laughs) to get my job done that I need to get done. And so it creeps. It creeps into game night. It creeps into bedtime. It creeps into story time. So I feel like... um, What do you
0: mean it creeps in there?
1: I feel like a, a task that may take me an hour could instead take me two hours if I'm not able to have the energy and the mental focus. Yeah, yeah. Which I do have when I eat healthy. I have that energy and then mental focus.
0: See, I would say the same thing. And the the piece that really gets me is, I am just not emotionally or, or mentally present in those moments of date night or game night or or time with you or time with the kids or whatever else. Like when I let when that happens, and it, for me it's the same thing. When I eat, when I don't eat healthy, my brain just turns to mush Mm -hmm. and it all stacks up and then I get behind and I start feeling like I'm procrastinating and then I get anxiety and then I'm disconnected and everything else. I think you
1: bring up a good point too. And that is we really want to have the conversations that matter. Yeah. And when your brain is a mush ball, you cannot have conversations that matter. You get hangry, you get, you know, stupid sugar brain and all that (laughs) Of stuff and having a real conversation, a little
0: defensive now.
1: (laughs) Having real conversations with you is challenging, it is okay. So, as all
0: with you, my love,
1: it's never challenging, yeah, sure. Um, so this (laughs) week we have the question to discuss for you guys. Same question Where is your health situation robbing you and your family? Of the
0: best. And it's best to just ask the question, not tell the other person. This is where I think you're robbing us.
1: <laughs> Dummy sugar brain.
0: <laughs> well, I love this conversation with Suze, and she has a free resource about creating the exercise you love. And you can get that in the show notes.
1: Absolutely. And as always, we are talking about all the hot topics from the podcast and so much more in our free community on Facebook. So come join the conversation at legendarymarriage.com slash community.
0: All right. So the road to a legendary marriage isn't always easy. And sometimes we hit bumps along the road. Next week, we're going to be talking with Bill Munch, who's a marriage pastor and relationship coach. And we're gonna be talking with him about the benefits of a strategic separation.
1: Yeah. Super easy topic.
0: Yeah, not so much. No, not at all. No. But uh let's listen in on just a little bit of our conversation with Bill Munch. Look, if you're if you're trying to say, okay, I think we we're better apart than, than together, then you need to feel what it feels like to be apart. Yeah. Don't 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 muddy up and gray this area. Oh, well, we're just we're separated, but you know, he's He's coming over and reading three, four nights a week with the kids, because it's for the kids, or we're doing this and uh, you know, I'm not saying you shouldn't date, absolutely. But yeah. it needs to it needs to feel like a separation because you need to understand this is what I'm feeling apart from you. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I think, you know, is, is healthy in a sense that now you're feeling the weight of consequence. Okay, if I choose to do this, this is what life is gonna look like.
1: So this is tricky because We don't know every couple's story and we don't know if separation is a good idea for you or if it's not. But we have a really good conversation with Bill Munch about the ins and outs, the yays or nays of a strategic separation. And we'll dive into that more next week. You won't want to miss it. You can find this episode and the show notes at legendarymarriage.com slash 077.
0: Finally, we want to help more couples have conversations that matter. So if you love the show, please let us know. Jump on iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review the show so that we know how we're doing and other couples can find us.
1: Have a great week.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. We're thrilled to have you with us on the adventure.
1: This is Danielle and Justin reminding you, don't settle for an ordinary marriage.
0: Make yours legendary.